already taken up the guest's chair. Is this the guest chair? Yes! Oh, you're right. Stay there, stay there. No, no. Divorce yourself from authority. <laughs> How are you all today? Oh, bit early in the morning for whatever this character is. If you've come from Taggart and Tarns, we are very sorry. Whatever you were promised will not come to fruition. <laughs> this is the podcast where I help my gorgeous, beautiful son, Andy Bush. I'm his son. Achieve fame or relative uh, mental well-being <laughs> during the pits and falls and only valleys and no hills of this industry we call show business. <laughs> and with us, as always, is our intern, Everardo. Hey, what's up? Ryerson Podcast School, class of 2026. 20, <laughs> Go right. Bulldogs, woof, right. woof. Montreal, you are going to learn how much of our show is premised on the most dumb inside Toronto jokes. <laughs> Finally, giving lie to the uh, reputation that Toronto only cares about itself. <laughs> oh, we saw Taggart and Torrance had all this cool swag to give away during their show. Mm. By the way, I'm a 65-year-old man. If that wasn't clear, that's part of it too. It's the mustache, obviously. You look very old with the it's mustache. It's important to make sure that you have a mustache to indicate your age, especially when the rest of your facial hair kind of hides it. <laughs> that's how the fake mustache game works. But they had lots of swag to give away, and we forgot to bring any. We didn't have any t-shirts or anything. So throughout the show, we'll be giving away uh, this hotel's cups. <laughs> I stole some Tasso tea from the back. Those are good cups, too. And if you're lucky, you can win yourself a Hilton Doubletree Leather Coaster. You do not have permission to get But if you get caught on the way out with this, you took it. That's the deal you make. We're going to have so much fun today. Who here was here for Taggart and Torrance? Oh, not a lot of you, just a smattering. Well, no, I guess they didn't listen when they said to come to the show. Oh, yeah? Well, you came here of your own volition, you... For, uh, how much yeah, are we I allowed swear? to swear? Well, it's our own podcast, right? I know, but I don't want to. I'm looking at the happy faces of people who know it's only 1 p.m. Yeah, I know. This feels very formal. I don't I... want to turn this into a midnight sewer. <laughs> These chairs are like uh, from the Matrix. These are like the Matrix chairs. Oh, you know yeah, and yeah, you're about to right. start spouting philosophy in this chair. <laughs> and he says some philosophy to boggle the minds of these hapless roots. You can't just set me up for that. That's too much. What Would you rather I say, oh, Andy, you know what I've been thinking recently? It would be amazing if you said some philosophy. Is that a better setup? No. You look so funny right now. Why? You actually look like the third generation, like, king's worst son. <laughs> Your little hair is all proud. You got the wingback chair. You're all alone over there. I know. I feel weird sitting here. I feel like I should move over to that other chair. I mean, like, is this? You will. Okay. When, you, when you've earned it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dad. That's right. Whoever reacted to that with a bit of a ho 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 ho, that's correct. You're gleaning the vibe of our show. Andy, say some philosophy. What was your favorite philosopher, Andy? We like to get these shows started nice and easy. Some hard philosophy from our Albert, Albert Camus. Oh, he likes Camus. I like Camus. What do you like about him? I like Camus. Thank you. What guy? I, uh, what, I, Who the hell is this? This guy likes Camus. You'll pay mightily for siding with Andy at our show. You fool who looks a bit like Andy. <laughs> I like him. Tonight we have audience Andy, folks. That's right, I said tonight. <laughs> and I'll keep believing it. 
Andy, what do you like about Albert Camus? And then we're going to compare to what uh, audience Andy likes. Oh, about. I just, I like the, you know, that uh, myth of Sisyphus. Uh, just talking about... Say that 10 times fast. Say it 20 times fast. No, I'm... Sisyphus, 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 Sisyphus. You don't have to do it. Okay, I was really... You know. Andy will do anything. You can get Andy to murder. <laughs> Say, what's the myth of Sisyphus? Break it down for oh a Oh my God, I don't fool. know. It's, it's the philosophy. It's just talking about suicide, actually. Hell yeah, yeah. Why are you getting me to talk about this right now? 1 p.m. No, this is good. This is good. We've already reached the 105 mark. That's when everyone in Montreal gets ready to chat about suicide. Yeah. Look at this place. This would be the end of one's life. Do, have you... Uh, oh, I can't. I, should I, I want to ask... Have you read Myth of Sisyphus? No, I read L'Etranger. Oh, I don't know that one. L'Etranger. L'Etranger. Uh, break it down for us. Give us the Coles notes. Give uh, us the two-sentence synopsis. Guy kills another person, goes to jail, and hates life for the rest of his life. Andy, that's how have you not read this? Yeah, I really got to get into it. That's really, that's definitely on brand for me. That's true. Well, audience Andy, it's such a delight to have you. It's such a delight to have you all, we hope. We are so excited that all of the, you industry professionals have shown up. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel like most people here are just trying to rest their knees for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They're like, this is, there's a lot of chairs. We could just hang out here for a bit. Yeah. They were down in the food court and they were like, I heard there's some cushy chairs upstairs if you chairs insure really something for an hour. <laughs> yeah. So we're all at Just for Ops and we're very excited to be here. And I think we would all agree, deserving. <laughs> so we Andy. Paid our yes. dues. I mean, I haven't, but you guys. You paid, paid some dues. I paid some dues. My flight to get here. <laughs> Your union dues. Yeah, that's true. What? What? Uh, how has everyone had? How has everyone's JFL experience been so far? <clears throat> okay. Well, you too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Audience, Andy with a beard. Everyone looks like Andy to me. Everyone looks like Andy. Because everyone's hair is high. What's this high hair? I love it. You, sir, well, the striped shirt. You're French sailor Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like we got shallow howled into thinking everyone looks like Andy. That's true. If you've never seen the hit film Shallow Hal, a man has a problem. He'll only date thin women, so he gets cursed by something. I've never seen it. So now he sees He gets women. cursed by Tony he Robbins. He gets hypnotized. He gets hypnotized. He gets hypnotized by Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah. And now he sees people for what they look like on the inside, but it's reflected in their skin, which is in itself a bit weird. And then it's, it's got the signature moment when Gwyneth Paltrow, who's actually large in the film, but he sees her as thin Gwyneth Paltrow, does a cannonball into a pool and it makes too big a splash. And he wonders how I think is that that's, I think they wrote the movie around that gag. They They're were like, ah, like, we, oh, we want this. And we know we... this works. Yeah. Hey, don't forget the big underwear gag. <laughs> that's true, he finds her underwear and it's so, too big. And he's so like, big. what the? Yeah. That's right. Not a 2019 premise, Not let me tell you that. Not a 2019 premise. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear for the third time in the history of this podcast my impression of Shallow Hal 9000? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'd love to hear it again. I think that Cannonball was too big, Dave. All right, thank you very that much. Man. You wanted you it. Can't, you can't keep telling the same jokes over and over again in our podcast. You three leaving, you're absolutely correct. You're you guys right. are dead to you're us. You're right to do so. Don't listen to this on iTunes. <laughs> listen. We're having fun. Andy, what has been your favorite experience at Just for Laughs so far? So far? Um, I, I, liked, I did a sketch show with my sketch partner, Mark Little. How did it go? It was adequate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Would you say that the uh, program assessment that your sketch show is critically ignored is correct? Oh, I definitely would say that, yes. <laughs> it was fine. It was you good, know? but you've yeah. been here before. Yes, I have been here before. I've been here several times. My first experience was in 1999 I, I showed up. Yeah, a long time ago. Hard to believe when we all thought the world was about to end from Y2K. Yeah, and I, I did Just for Laughs. It was my first time. I was very excited. I did improv. Um, and how did it go? Uh, less than adequate. That was <laughs> definitely, uh, it was a, an experiment Just for Laughs was doing. Yeah. It was, um, they, they tried to take improv and, and make it live to air, like on TV, like no cut. Yeah, I, someone in the audience is like, ugh. Yeah, no cutting, nothing, uh, like, a, like a hockey game. Um, so that was their plan. They were going to get a bunch of improvisers all across the country who had never met and have them perform together and compete yeah. for money. Yeah, finally, Canada's most anti-social people <laughs> being brought together in competition to bring out their egos. Yeah, so that's what happened. Uh, the, the, oh, uh, on top of that, there were a bunch of rules that we were kind of like um, not told. Uh, so when we were there, there was a referee who would constantly stop the scenes and go like, mm, eh, blocking in, a, in a, like a, a very thick French accent. So we didn't really know what was going on. This was literally being broadcast uh, across Canada. Uh, and on top of that, the, the best part for me was the fact that they gave out these little galoshes to audience members who, um, and they were supposed to throw them at the referee if they didn't like a call, but I guess they didn't get the, they didn't really get the, uh, the information right. So they started throwing the boots at us when they didn't like the scenes. So uh, we had to perform. Uh, one of my sketch or scene partners got hit in the head uh, and like kind of like got woozy and then kept going. Oh, and they also had commentators. So the commentators would be talking over this the show. So they'd be like, oh, uh, you know that. Ellen got hit in the head and she's still going, I guess. Like, all of this was happening on the Comedy Network. I my would parents watch, were watching. Yeah, watch of course this. you would watch it. Your parents were watching. Um, I'm your dad. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't I mean, slip up on the premise, Andy. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that and that's deserved. If, any, if at any point tonight you don't like what you're seeing, hurl a boot at us. <laughs> we invite this, especially if you look like Andy, and then you can, uh, I can have a nice little parallel looper moment. Yep. Andy's favorite movie, Looper. What about you? Uh, uh, well, I will say this before I move on to M. Andy, things have turned around for you this year. You got invited back. You, yes. uh, you had your nice sketch show, and you got your finally you got your picture in the JFL program. Can we see? Can we see that picture of Andy? Yeah. Why don't we show the picture of me in the uh, the JFL program? <laughs> That's the actual there picture he is. That, they, that was printed. So I, I was really excited. I opened up the program and I'm like, oh, look at all these people. I finally, and then that's not, yeah. So they accidentally not put me. the picture of our producer, producer Stefan, who just <laughs> came Yay! here. Which is a nice gift to Stefan. He does a lot of work that he doesn't does. get. Yeah. Doesn't Honestly, get he attention. deserves it. Yeah, Stefan deserves it. And Andy, I think, deserves that small extra kick. Yeah, this, it's perfect, actually. It's like right, right. Yeah, they hurled a galosh at your soul, <laughs> and they connected. Everardo, I know you went to see an art exhibit yesterday. That's true, yeah. I went to see uh, one of my favorite artists, Jim Carrey. Uh, he has an exhibit in town. All the pictures you saw on Twitter, you can also pay $12 to see them in real life if you want. Yeah. And I did. 
Actually, Stefan paid for it. I didn't pay. Stefan! That's the kind of behavior that gets you into the JFL program, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Carrey's an artist now. If you weren't familiar, he's gone very serious. Oh, yeah, he's gotten really serious. Yes. Some people Political. Political. It's very political. Some people think it's a step in an interesting and good direction. Other people think it's a sign of mental illness. I like the paintings that he does. He kind of shows Trump, and he's maybe wearing a diaper. And that, to me, symbolizes Trump is like a baby. That's true. Yeah, the symbolism deep. is thick. Truly worthy of Albert Camus. Well, we are having fun. Now, Andy. I, sorry, uh, before we go on, I'd just Please. like to say I'm not having that much fun. Uh, something horrible happened to me at the festival. And before we can go on, I would like to address it. Um, just outside, just earlier this morning, I accidentally smiled at a man on a unicycle. <laughs> and. I'm just, I know, I'm like, fuck, this guy thinks that he made my day. <laughs> and I just, that's not the case, okay? <laughs> so if any of you guys see that guy or know him, please tell him I take it all back. <laughs> and uh, I just, yeah, that's all. I just need to get that off my chest. All right. That's good. That's good. That's probably the least elaborate French part of the festival street performer you could have run into, too. Yeah. You, you could have run into Victor the mascot. Oh, yeah, that pesky little elf. Is that his name, Victor? Oh, we're going to find out more about Victor, I reckon. You know, the green guy with the red horns who, what is he? He's fun. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be here because my son has an opportunity to hobnob with the big wigs that make careers go in this industry, some of whom are here today. Put your hand up, sir. We all know who you are. That's right, head of JFL, audience Andy. We're excited to have you here, Andy, and uh, I took the liberty of uh, grabbing your resume off your hard drive so that we could print it out okay. and hand it out and start making some connections. But I did notice some problems, so I just wanted to go through it with this audience, sort of the process of improving my son's resume, and then um, when it's all fixed up and we're in agreement, we can make those changes and then uh, print it out and start handing it out. So um, can we show Andy's resume? Because I just want to show Andy's well, I see actual too. resume. It's going to be popping up on these screens. Okay. So here's Andy Bush's director's resume. He's a director for film and uh, television. That is true. Here's his old West Hollywood uh, address, which is no longer in use. Yeah, no, I don't live there anymore. Because he left with, as the experts say, his tail between his legs. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Here's the overview. <laughs> and this is good. It's a bit pixelated, so you can't quite see the jokes we're making. <laughs> <laughs> He's worked on a variety of different shows, including sketch, narrative, reality, little comma, and current affairs. So I was just suggesting consider revising the Oxford comma. Bit pretentious. All right. Don't need it. That's Sorry. all. Sorry. I mean, it's, it is grammatically correct. Someone, someone booed that. We got an Oxford comma fan in the audience. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You're all going to die. How about that? Jesus, calm down. I'm going to kill you and maim you. Comma, and love it. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll debate that one later. Yeah, really though, Dad. Let's scroll down a little bit if we could. I don't know if, there's, if it's possible to scroll down a while. Oh, there we go. Oh, we scrolled down too far. Can we scroll up a little? Is this an impossible situation? We can't do it. Okay, <laughs> so here we are. We got, uh, during this uh, time, he uh, uh, he's traveled across Canada working with regional 
uh, something, writing, directing, and producing pieces. Okay, maybe I was just, uh, I don't know what I was taking objection to there. Okay, let's scroll down. There's probably just a period where I thought, you know, we could have added a little clarity. Okay, so here he's got listed under his experience the show Picnic Face, which he described as internationally popular sketch troupe. So if you've never heard of Picnic Face, that's correct. And if you have heard, you will take issue with this. So I've just suggested, Andy, you don't lie. Don't lie on your resume. Internationally popular does not just mean Halifax and also a couple other cities in Canada. (laughs) The nation of Eastern Canada. Um, You have extensive knowledge of guerrilla style filmmaking. I just pointed out that that was cool. Yeah. It's a cool way to say that. Thanks, Dad. Um, How to publish work on the, what what did you put here? Uh, I can't read it. How to publish work on the web and, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. What, get noticed? Yeah, how to publish. So yeah, I just pointed out that that's a very weird thing to put as a special skill. <laughs> you know, how to publish work on the web. I was just trying to pad noticed. it out. I was trying to pad out the resume. Yeah, and I'm pointing out that that's yeah. too obvious. <laughs> Why did you pad out the resume with like a pyramid scheme seminar <laughs> offering at the back? Like how to get noticed online? I don't know. You don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't have really, I haven't done much. We gotta zoom through this a little bit. So just under yes. your shows, you've got, uh, you've got, you've, you've got Picnic Face, you've got the movie Roller Town, you've got Robson Arms, which you worked on. And then I just added, because you forgot the reality show Dad's Place, which you were on from 1970 to 1979 as a young boy. Um, you remember that when I locked you in a room in our my house and forced you to be in a nine-year reality show for me? <laughs> so you lived in a room, performed feats of endurance for prizes, example, food and warmth. <laughs> and you successfully rebuffed the advances of Sneaky Susan. Okay. You may have blocked that memory, but that's when I put on a wig and tried to spice things up. Jesus. <laughs> and also, Dan, I wasn't, like, I wasn't alive in 1970. I'd be, I've... I'm 40, I'm not 50 years old. Andy is secretly 75 years old. (laughs) He's the only boy who's older than his dad. And he gets older every year. Well, this is great, and it's so good to be at Just For Laughs because we have an option to talk to illustrious people and bring them on as guests. Oh, okay. So our first guest is an agent. He's here, he's scouring for talent, the next up and coming comedy superstar, and we're so excited to have him. Please welcome Shelby Price. All right. All right. Can I switch seats? Come on over here, Andy. Let, let Shelby have the seat of honor. Oh, yeah, no, that was good. That was nice walk-up music, but it didn't quite work. <laughs> but that's my other son, the one I like the least. <laughs> Hi, Shelby. Hello, Mark. These are, these are very, this is very up close, this mic. Yeah. I mean, you're making it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> You've adopted the pose of a little kid who's also a bit complaining while he does something. I do what I want, Mark. I love your shorts. Oh, thank you. We are two peas in a pod right now. Yes. We're both forcing the audience to see something they'd rather not. (laughs) Shelby. Yes. When an agent like you comes to Just for Laughs, what are you looking for? Uh, One talent, for sure. Yeah. I hope he has talent. Your son, right? We're talking about. Is this for me? Is this? To, is, in did you, yeah, okay. I mean, hell yeah! If you want to talent, talent look, in. you got to have a look. Yeah. Have a real look that I can sell. Yeah. Then we can make money. It's the important part. We make money, so that they can have a future and they can support a family, hopefully. Wow, that's so, wow. <laughs> that's so you generous. Long term. Yeah. I feel like most agents aren't thinking that. Yeah, far down the line for their clients. <laughs> I, I want I this person far. to have I and support a family. I think far and I think big. Okay. 
That's always nice. thinking big. I don't sleep. I sleep very minimal. And when I'm sleeping, I'm thinking money. Oh, oh okay, we're wow, back awesome. to that. Yeah, yeah. We're really vacillating between generous and stereotypical agent on this. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so have you seen anyone here in this festival, it doesn't have to be my own beautiful boy, that has made you say, wow, that person could really support a family one day? Not yet. Not yet? Wow. I got here two hours ago. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. It was here two hours ago. Where are you coming from? Los Angeles. Oh, shoot. The Mecca. The Mecca. Yeah. The big, big apple. The big, big, big apple. Is there anyone you're excited to see, or? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't, there's a lot. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to call anyone out. Oh, okay, okay. I don't want to make anyone nervous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah cause if they know you were coming. they're going to get shaky and scared, yeah. and then it's going to be bad. And thank you we're for not, not promoting any other shows. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You, they, and you can't say things like that on this. People, it will word will get back to people. Yeah, if, if I this say is it. the hub of information, people are like, oh, sorry, who was that agent talking about on Canada's thirtieth most popular podcast taping? <laughs> yeah. So if it gets in their head, then they're gonna go up nervous, and then they're gonna mess up their sets, and that's not what I want. I want you to be at your best. Yeah. I want you to do the best, and I want you to kill. Do you have any suggestions for people who uh, are are doing a set? I mean, because that sounds like a, a pretty good. Uh, that's a that's a thing. Like if you if they hear that an agent's in the, in the audience, sometimes they get nervous. Do you have any suggestions for what comedians can do? Use that energy for good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. As opposed to for bad. Yeah. To, to, to bomb. <laughs> do well up there. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Yeah. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm in the audience. Trust me, I'm in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching. Okay. Eyes on hmm. whoever. Yeah. So I don't want you to have that in your head. I need you. I need to know that you can work under pressure. Yeah. That's another key thing. Because when you go to Hollywood, it's like you don't want. You'll be out there, and if you fail, you'll be on the streets. Yeah. Jesus. That's what they say about Hollywood. You fail yeah. once, they kick you on the street. Take you right out. I'll yeah. take you right to the airport. Oh shit. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> They'll put you on that plane and say try again. Both. Cutthroat. Oh. But, so, but it's ultimately a nice message at the end. Because you said try nice. again, yeah. So you're confusing me. <laughs> I can't tell if you're mean or nice. <laughs> well, I don't want, yeah, because I don't want you to know. Okay. I don't want it to be that easy. You've been you to know. every JFL since the beginning. Yes. Since 18 to 79. Yes. When Just for Laughs started. I use a lot of good skin care, and there's, I go into an incubator, and I, like, I take care of myself. I've been around. Yeah, you use the Joe Rogan approach to mental and physical health. Exactly. Uh, every time I go to bed, Joe Rogan is in my ear. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, meant that he, I meant the chamber that he sleeps in, but you just listen to his podcast, and it keeps you young. And the chamber as well. I'm all Joe Rogan across the board. Amazing. Yeah. Few I people know that Joe... Like, yeah. oh, I had hair, okay. but I said no. Truly, you are the Lebanese Joe Rogan. I am the Lebanese. I don't, yeah. Let me ask you, how much, what was Just for Laughs like in the, in the late 1800s? New. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of jugglers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that was a big thing? was big that, back yeah. then. A lot of juggling. Yeah. You know, this is pretty much pretty modern. A lot of mime work, too. It's hard to sell mime, yeah. mime at all, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was very tough. So well, a lot of acts. Yeah, it's interesting because film didn't even exist in 1879. So you were an agent for, I guess, what, vaudeville or something like vaudeville. that? I was on the vaudeville circuit. Ah. Yeah, I'd go all around, just you know, and I went out with the clients. So a lot of jugglers, magicians. Yeah. Oh yeah, magicians. Card tricks. You know what I mean? Traveling yeah. the unpaved streets of uh, what was then Lower Canada. I represented a bird at one point. Oh, a bird. Yeah, yeah. A bird, like an actual bird. A bird, yeah, an actual bird, a talking bird. Oh, like a parrot. A parrot. We call those parrots now. <laughs> 
Would you agree that Montreal is the only city that you can make a living as a juggler? <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew a guy. I knew. I still. Well, he's dead now, but he made a lot of money as a juggler, and he stayed here. I tried to get him to come out, and he said something in French and screamed at me, and I figured that's he wanted to stay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he made made a lot of money. Wow. Very cool. That's inspiring. Cool. Now let me ask you. Let me ask yeah, you. Let ask me ask you. So, um, you know a lot about comedy. You know what works and what doesn't. Uh, what What is it that makes a good set? Like when people are coming out to Just For Laughs and they're trying their best, and they're trying to make people laugh, what the hell do they have to do? What's the process? What do you tell your clients? Be funny. Okay. Uh, right out the gate, because sometimes they're trying to do other things. I don't know what's happening in their heads. Be funny. These people paid $60, whatever the price was, you be funny and you be the best you. Don't lie to me up there and I can see it. It's $250 to get into this right now. Okay then, yeah, yeah. If anyone yeah. paid less than that, you have to pay us the rest after. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying they want top quality stuff. Yeah. So you got to give them top quality, A game all the way. I don't want C game. I don't want B game. Sit in the green room. Don't come out. Give me A game all the way. Okay. We promise we're getting to our A game. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon. I see it. At least there's effort. These guys are trying to do comedy in the festival. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everardo, tell tell Shelby a joke, and you tell him what how he's doing on this. Okay. Uh, here's a joke. Uh, hey, uh, PC culture. I'm a Mac. Oh, wow. And that's Holy kind of, wow. uh, maybe you guys don't remember Mac and PC. Those are computers. Wow. <laughs> the audience so, at home can't see it, but four more people just left. <laughs> what do you and think that's of that? one of my best jokes. And I'll start and end with that. I'll tell you, you know, you, see, you, you start off by saying, here's my joke. I already know it's a joke if it's funny. So oh. you gave me the heads up already, so I'm a little bit tuned out. I was like, oh, he's telling me a joke. I just mm -hmm. just feel the joke, you know? Uh. I thought that that was an adorable joke. I would say that if I had my junior assistant with me. I'd be like, that's cute. That's what I would say. <laughs> You're I'm like, that guy had a cute joke. Okay. Now, will that make me money? Fuck no. Oh, and shit. Is it that true? that going to help out? Not at all. Is that going to get you a meeting with me? Not a goddamn chance. But, you know, okay. every time I see you in the lobby, I'm like, that's that cute guy with the cute joke. You're getting that, you might get That's a drink good. from me, but you're not getting through the doors of my goddamn office. Now, wow. is it true that after each joke, you have to thank them and say thank you? That's the joke. Yeah, is it true that you have to say it's a joke before the joke, say it's a joke after the joke? And Just thank so them? they know where the joke is. Yeah, I've heard that the hardest thing about a, for a comedian is letting the audience know where the joke was. Yeah, if the joke is not going well, I feel. But if you're killing and you're giving them the funny, if you're stuffing the funny into their face, you don't need to tell them it's funny. Right. You don't need to say thank uh -huh. you at the end. You so drop that mic and walk off. So I should not go on stage and be like, hello, welcome, this is my joke. What's up with horses? Are they still around? Thank you, that's the joke. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll make sure that I'll look everyone in the eye and say, <laughs> That's not working for you. Uh, the person beside you was kind of laughing. I thought maybe. And now, do you want I, me to repeat it? And then. Uh, I have a follow-up joke, joke about the uh, question about the uh, horse joke. Well, Is it important? Thing, do you like to buy things? No. Okay then. Then that joke will work for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to support a family, that joke is fine. Andy, okay. you used to do okay. stand up. Oh uh, yeah. But your stand up was like five minute rants where you melted yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, I just did meltdowns. I would just melt down on stage. Yeah. The I audience would, melt would be down. like, "Ooh, I can't wait to see a man lose faith in himself." Yeah. And I would just kind of like 
just lose it, and uh, people wouldn't really laugh or anything like well, that. Well, tell so Shelby one of your jokes, the quickest one you have, I, so he can tell you what's wrong. I, I'm, honestly, all my jokes are like so long. Who wants to hear the longest joke in the world? No, I don't want to. No, don't. I genuinely, I the, the, like. This it's is just me. What's nice is that I can like so many people don't want to hear this. Yeah, they but don't want to hear. If you ask a question that way, they enough have to clap. Who wants to see me commit a bit of a crime right now? Who wants that crime to be first degree murder? Yeah. yeah, see, they have to say it. Can I can I just ask before I mean I may I might tell a joke, but what was the worst meltdown you ever saw? Did you ever see it like a, a comedian who had it all on the line and he just fucking lost it? Yeah, have you ever seen Harvey like Howie Mandel about to go on set and then someone shook his hand and he didn't want that? He just <laughs> screamed and screamed and then turned into a puddle. <laughs> That's right, I'll go after the owner of this goddamn festival. Howie Mandel! Oh, what, I'm, we've got individually wrapped apples now. <laughs> There's individually wrapped op apples in the lobby. It's the most Howie Mandel shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, that was, yeah, they're very hard to unwrap. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. I, I haven't yet. Uh, um, you, that, your meltdown is pretty close. Uh, what you're oh. doing now. I, I am melting down right now? That's Let's, nothing compared to what okay, I've done. I, yeah. is that, this is a good set for Andy. Yeah, this is okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But the worst one I saw was Gallagher. Remember Gallagher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody brought him a, a pineapple backstage. Oh, instead of a watermelon. Yeah, what he, oh. if you remember, he smashes the water, and someone gave him a pineapple. Oh, no. And then he didn't have time, and he was losing in the back. His, his toque was off. And oh, wow. He was screaming. Wow. He, he, he wished death on everybody. Holy shit. Wow. I, I had to slap him a bit. Oh, so you represented? I represented him. I had to. I had to you were his agent. Yeah, I had to put him against the wall and tell him it's going to be all right. Usually, I would sing to him. You sang to badly. Him. It would quiet him and put him in a happy place. Oh wow! He couldn't, he'd said, I, and he looked me and I. He goes, I can't smash a pineapple. I, yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. With the show has to go. He goes, but they'll know. They'll know. They'll, they'll know this isn't a watermelon, no matter yeah, how many times I can't. So did you rep him before or after the fruit smashing? Did you? Did you? Were you there when he came up at the? Yeah, uh, I used to. He used to smash fruit as a joke in the back, and we would all giggle. And then someone goes, "Why don't you bring that to the stage?" And he goes, "I don't want to." And I and I said to him, "I go, do you want to make money?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. So he would just rip with his friends using a hammer to smash yeah, fruit. Yeah, yeah. What a fun joke. It was yeah. a great joke. We had a great time. One now, of our friends had a farm, and we would go down there and smash multiple things, and we would just laugh. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So you were the one who thought oh, you should take that on stage. Yeah, I'm a thinker. Oh. But I heard that Gallagher's brother started touring as Gallagher and taking his shine and his money. Was that true? And were you a part of that? I wasn't a part of him doing that. I was very angry. I had to fly down to Ohio and, and, and talk to him sternly at a steakhouse. <laughs> was he smashing the steak? No, no, he was doing coke and he was, I don't know why he was okay. in Ohio. <laughs> he was dealing with like a, a stripper and she was a lovely lady, but he had children everywhere. And then he was desperate. He needed to make money. I'm like, why would you do this to your brother? And then, yeah. you know, and then, uh, you know I bought him. <laughs> The meal. Um, I feel like I really gave you an opportunity to turn that into a silly steak smashing story, and you turned it into the most dismal, real. Yeah. <laughs> Coke this, kids he did, everywhere. He did smash the mashed potatoes with his fork. My man. <laughs> now, Shelby. Last but not least, we want to pitch you some shows because I know you represent showrunners, television people as well. Yeah. Even the people with the camera thing. Oh, boom mic operators? Yeah. You I represent have, boom mic operators? I have a soft spot for them. I didn't know they needed an agent. They do, they do. So to get hired just to hold the boom mic on hold a show. Them. Yeah, a good boom operator is hard to come by, man. You need a lot of stamina. You need, like, 
good calves and stuff, so I make sure they're in the gym. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A lot so of exercises, yoga. People who aren't familiar with the nuances of the film industry, the boom mic operator is the person who holds a very long microphone, sort of like this over their head, and it is hard. It is hard. But in no world would they ever need an agent <laughs> to represent them. In my world, yeah. So you go around the festival and you're like, hey, if you need someone to hold a mic for this, and they're well, like, I go to the shows, the live tapings, and I see I the, the boom guys like, are they treating you good? Who's treating? And then you know they tell me the story. <laughs> Yeah, and if they're great, I'll take them on. I go again. I can, I can get you. You know, your back looks a little bit fucked up. I get you a good health program. To, to, you know, wow, you're truly an agent for everything. I am, because I told you I don't sleep, and time is money. Would you represent these guys who control like the PowerPoint and the tech stuff? Yeah, yeah, because I saw there was a little bit of trouble there. It was the up and down. Yeah. I want to make them great. Okay. Okay. That's why I'm the business. I want them to be the best PowerPoint people. I want that shit to move on a dime. You say up, down, and it's fast. They're thinking before you. Want them to be on their game. Oh, okay. And that's what I could do. I'll put them in a room, put the PowerPoint on, and it's like you're not sleeping. Four days. Wow. <laughs> so you will do you will lock them in a room and make them learn. <laughs> you put the software outside the boundaries yeah. of what an agent does. <laughs> this is a mentor and a guardian I angel and a disciplinarian. Because this is what angers me about these agents that come here. They're only coming here part time. They're out here drinking at the high end doing all this, you know, trying to, I don't know, have sex with women, go to a pussy corp strip joint. Okay, take I'm it easy, it's 1.30 p.m. <laughs> I'm staying after hours. I'll be in your room. If you're sad, your girl broke your heart, I will push the tears out of your eyes. What? Oh, you won't make I, it better? <laughs> You'll make it worse? No, I'll push them away, like, get them out of there. You don't need her. You need to go out there and do your gala. You think the way crying works is you need to get rid of the tears so you can move on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is amazing. That sounds like an above and beyond agent. Something I'm kind of looking for, because I've been getting into acting. I don't know if you guys know this. Really? I've been doing some, some small acting roles. Uh, anytime in a movie that a character gets uh, hit in the groin, they'll cut just before that groin hit, and then I'll kind of go in there, and I'll take the hit, and then they cut again, and I'm immediately out. You're a, okay, so that's stunt that's double stunt, work. You're a stunt double. That's so such yeah, specific so, stunt double work. Yeah, so I'm kind of. I could be like an action guy. I could be like the next uh, Chris, one of the Chris's from Avengers. Hemsworth, <laughs> Evans. <laughs> yeah. I prefer Columbus. I I heard Robert Downey Jr. started out getting. Uh, he was a groin guy. <laughs> that's, that's where he started. Almost certainly not true. Yeah. Did Robert Downey Jr. start out as a stunt double who only gets hit in the groin? No, 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 no. That is that is a lie. I don't know what what why you're saying that at all. I read it on a book. You read it on a book. You read it on a book on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Someone wrote, scribbled a lie on top of a book and scanned it. It was a a, a link that just led to a long PDF. <laughs> okay. It's good. I think there's enough detail in that lie to make it plausible. Now, we were on it to pitch you TV shows. Ev, you had a TV show to pitch Shelby Price. That's this is true. the one opportunity. Do you guys want to hear Everardo's TV show pitches? Who okay. wants to see me commit first degree murder? So, okay, so we mentioned Victor, the lovable Just for Last Elf. And I just kind of thought they're doing a lot of gritty remakes of these cartoons, like Riverdale, the gritty remake of Archie. And I'd love to see, I'm kind of working on a gritty remake of Victor. And, because I don't know if you know, Victor was inspired, the artist who created Victor, he was inspired by uh, the monster that preys on Montreal. That's a fact from wikipedia.com. <laughs> and so I thought maybe this could be gritty, uh, like Victor's like, uh, you know, killing people. 
And just you know, just before he kills him, he looks him right in the air, right in the eye, and he says, "Mommy, it's over." And then he kills him. What? What? And he's referring to their life. Why? That's because the, the commercial. That's what he says. What is he? Why does he say, "Mommy, it's over"? Well, I don't know if you've watched the end of Just for Laughs uh, yet. In the late 90s. In the late 90s, Victor used to come out at the end of every Just for Laughs episode, and he would be so upset that the show was over, and he would cry. Is this real? Yeah, it's true. He would go like, Mommy, it's over! And then he did Mommy? He says, Mommy, it's over! Whoever created this character is already so dark in the soul. Yeah. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Well, or, also, or you imagine this creeps mommy. Well, it's That's also true, yeah. what did it go in? Did it elaborate at all uh, about the the monster that preys on Montreal? Yeah, like, what's that? What the fuck does that mean? Well, I did do some research. I'm kind of also where another. So that's one idea, the dark Victor story. Okay. And I thought maybe another idea could be uh, kind of like a biopic show about the creator of Victor. Okay. Who's an artist named Victorio. Oh, nice. So he kind of, Victor was obviously his ideal form. And I thought that's <laughs> not obvious. I thought that's so interesting that this guy's ideal form is basically Danny DeVito in a morph suit. Yeah, green Danny DeVito plus horns. Yeah. So that's another show. That's all right, that's, yeah. that's it? Well, and a then whole show is, isn't it interesting that this character looks a bit like Danny DeVito? <laughs> and then there's like the big kind of, uh, thing that the show builds to is that Victor got redesigned by a much more successful artist. I've heard about that. And he, Vic, Victoria was pissed. And, he's, and this new artist gave Victor a wife named Rose, beautiful wife. And Victoria was like, that's not true. Victor does not have a wife. And he there, was very upset. There's lore? There's like Victor lore? Oh, yeah. There's is this a lot true? Of does lore. anyone know if this is true? How is this? Can we verify this? Yeah, this is no one. You can verify it. Go to uh, wikipedia.com slash Victor JFL mascot. And those are all there. Wow. Oh, it's okay. interesting. Is any of those a show? So you want me to try to sell a show about a mascot? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That murders people and says, hey, mama, as he does it. Well, I mean, not yeah. exactly that, but I like well, that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, mama. we could change it to Hey, Mama. And you want Danny DeVito to play Victor? Yeah, or a Paul Giamatti, I think, would be a great. You want Paul, one of the greatest actors on the goddamn planet, to play Victor? Yeah, well, we yeah want this is like a people. prestige drama, I think. Yeah, we want a nice Paul Giamatti yeah. Victor who's so a what bit are like, you tired of life. What are you asking me if it's a good idea or it can make money? What are you asking? Are you are you directing it? Are you um, gonna be the story? Are you gonna do a storyboard? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna tell those jokes? Like I'm gonna write movie? it. That's pretty much well. It writes itself. Is that what you're gonna tell a, a, a production company or a network head that it writes itself? Well, write I was kind of hoping you would tell them. Do that. You want me to walk in, me, yeah. with all the money I make and all the clients I represent at Gallagher to tell them it'll sell itself. You want me to look into another human's eyes and go, this will sell. You don't have no ending, no no middle, no ending. I go, it'll yeah. sell itself. I would also Could say you? no beginning. <laughs> No well, show. Well, you know, TV's changing so much. What if yeah. Victor, Victor didn't get a development deal one year, and then he's come back to murder anyone who has the, has the, has getting a development deal? Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, really that's the kind of inside baseball executives tell us to push for. A nice yeah. inside baseball take on Victor, the sad map. You don't like it. I don't know if that's gonna work. Uh, wow, okay. Oh, it's too much plot. It's a so too much of a me. plot, and I don't think audiences 
want that. You they, think that audiences just want to explore the vibe of Victor? <laughs> yeah. In half exactly. hour segments. Yes. And at the end of each episode, they'll go, you know what, this was good casting. <laughs> it's you, not a half hour, it's an hour, right? Because it's a great Oh, yeah, drama. it's an hour. It's an hour. So. You still live with your mother. I actually live with Andy's dad. Oh, that's okay. me. <laughs> so I live with Andy. We're roommates. That idea will keep you in his house. Well, that's Switch good for me. Switch the idea if you out of that house by yourself. All right, well, I got one more idea. Oh, we don't have time for this don't at all. This is uh, not about Victor. It's about a little cartoon squirrel called Squeak Bradley, and I did draw him. Look at that. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And he's kind of always doing stuff. And that's the whole show, isn't That's it? pretty much the whole show, and he's always like, hey, I'm Squeak Bradley, let's... I'm nuts. Okay. It's one pun. Yeah. And so the first episode kind of features Squeak Bradley, and he becomes president, and which is topical, because there's a president. Okay. <laughs> this is truly an evergreen premise. What about, what about his friend, Old Dog? Uh, he has a friend, Old Dog. I don't know if you guys can see Old Dog. Completely different animation style. <laughs> and he's always like, I'm an old dog. You... <laughs> A show is not just characters introducing themselves over and over. Well, explain, how do you explain Pokemon, then? That is actually a really good <laughs> counterpoint. That's a really good counterpoint. What do we think of Squeak Bradley, Shelby? I like it. Wow. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I promised my daughter once a year that I'll put on a show that I think she would enjoy. I'll yeah, take that sympathy pickup. Well, before she goes to bed. Well, listen, Shelby, we want you to stick around, so please keep your seat, but we're gonna introduce our next guest. We are in the home of Just For Laughs, which means we are truly in the home of Canada's greatest comedic export of all time, Just For Laughs Gags. Montreal's gift to the world, the reason for which tourists cannot walk to, down the street without fearing their imminent demise, <laughs> that they'll be accosted by a nun who's not really a nun. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they're gonna end up on TV to the soundtrack of jazz. Looking the fool, looking the absolute fool. Well, we are so excited to introduce an actor who has performed in many Just For Last gags. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Zippy Lemieux. Hi. Oh yeah. Wow. This bass heavy metal taking you to the stage. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Zippy Lemieux. Hello. Oh, you're French. Um, I will be dipping in and out of my accent, yes. <laughs> uh, truly because a choice we'll all be happy with. Is fake. <laughs> you're, oh, you're saying right out of the gate this is a fake accent? It's okay if I take off my shoes. <laughs> e sure. Yeah, if you want to. You can slide out of those sandals. You can as well. I won't. You can. <laughs> okay. Hello. Zippy Zip Lemieux, wow. do you know Shelby Price? Yes, he is my papa. <laughs> oh, that's your dad? Uh -huh. Oh, we're just diving into new lore already. <laughs> You're very, uh, very chipper. Uh, what, what? <laughs> this is good. Very, you've got a very odd energy about you. Is that, uh, is that sort of, does that help have you, you? Have uh, you heard of uh, CBD? <laughs> CBD oil. Oh, okay. That's the en oh, yeah. energy. <laughs> You got CBD energy. Truly a 1.45 p.m. in a conference room energy. What? Zippy, welcome. Doesn't CBD famously mellow you out and make you tired? And my body is 
opposite. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can hear what you're saying about that accent. That's a, all but gone now. Yeah, Zippy, Zippy's dead. Zippy's, Zippy's dead. dead? Oh, wah, 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 wah. I'm not dead. <laughs> I think is we're in a, a gag. Is this a gag that you just did? Yeah, you got it. Oh, okay. You are truly always pulling gags. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't know this about My Gorgeous Son, but we come into this with strong planning, good communication. <laughs> we come out of the gate fierce with characters we've all agreed on beforehand. <laughs> Zippy Lemieux, what is it like being an actor for Just For Last Gags? Highs, lows, pros, cons, how do you enjoy it? Well, same all, because um, in many ways, because sometimes you pick up a bucket that's full of pennies that's actually not full of pennies, and then Someone else tries to pick them up and it's full of pennies again, it's too heavy for them. And then they are jealous that I could pick it up. And people love it throughout the world. It's just really, <laughs> it's just like a really good humor. Um, and then <laughs> also sometimes you don't see me, you don't see me. Um, like for example, when people, you walk in about, you know, how you do your walking mm. and then there's a construction tunnel and <laughs> you approach it and there's a sign that says, um, caution, attention, there are workers, tra travailleurs <laughs> um, up above the tunnel, so be careful. And then you're like, oh, oh I hope a really long drill doesn't come down and touch a my head. drill? Uh-huh. Okay. And then you walk through and then I drill ya. <laughs> you drill? <laughs> Wait, no, that's not. That is true. I've seen that one. You that, drill someone? That was you? Yeah, I'm the drill. You were the, did, you were the drill person? Wait, uh -huh. you are the drill? Yeah. What are you, the person who does the drilling or the drill? Later. Uh, oh, both of them. Uh-huh. Can I just say I got a bit distracted while you were telling your story because an actual child came in, but I didn't know that at first. All I heard was a small voice go, Mama! <laughs> and I swear to God, it sounded exactly like Ev's idea for the Victor show. And I thought we were all going to die. It's taken off already. <laughs> Shelby. I, I, I do apologize. I have to go to a panel. A real panel right now? Yes. Do you actually? <laughs> All right, I'll see you later, Shelby right, Price. See you later, I Shelby Price, everyone. All right, I will. I will email you. I will email you. You know what? We all agree. We are truly the show that walks everyone, including our <laughs> own guests. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you know what, uh, Zippy? It's great to have you here. Now, what we want to know is what makes a great just for laughs gay. Mm. Because we've all seen them, we've all laughed at them, mm -hmm. we've all thought. What's great about it yeah. is Zippy's dead again. What's great about them mm -hmm. is you think you're just walking through a regular construction tunnel, <laughs> and you're mistaken. That's, oh. that's it. So I'm, I'm not thing? done. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Sometimes the bucket is full of pennies, and sometimes it's not. Wow. Truly representing the wealth of gags over that show's 50-year history. Also, sometimes we put a hat in a um, thing that's full of water uh -huh. in the street, and people think someone fell in, but they didn't. How many that's gags good. have you done? I've been doing it since I was um, Le Bebe. Since a, a baby? Yes. Because my dad, my papa is in show business. Oh, okay. So he got you into Just for Laughs, doing yeah. Just for Laughs. Gag. He was like a show dad. 
I wanted to do pageants, but he said, no, no. Now listen, I want to do more gags, but we got to zoom this along because we got other stuff to do. And we're going to enter our favorite portion of the show. It's the critically derided element we call Everardo's Trivia! Okay. Oh, so, this is, uh, like uh, Rolly said, fan favorite segment. This is just trivia. Not in any way what I said. No, that's not true. And um, I thought it'd be cool to do it uh, like a Just for Laughs style trivia game. So the game is font or JFL artist. So how it works, I will say something, and you have to guess whether that is a font from Microsoft Word, or one of the artists that can be found here at Just for Laughs. So we're gonna try and answer these, but if anyone in the audience gets one right, we're oh. gonna be handing out Tazo tea packs. Nice. And, and some nice leather no built-in double tree coasters. <laughs> and we will be getting a talking to after the show, probably. We will oh. be getting a stern talking to from a safe and uh, manageable and hygienic distance from Howie Mandel himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everardo, okay, so when you're this ready. Is just, yeah, anyone can shout it out. Okay. Whoever gets it. Okay, so first, do you think this is a font or, or a JFL artist? Um, Frankie. Frank. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Font. Uh, no, that's wrong. Okay. I guess I, audience for the uh, steal. other people can guess. Uh, Zutalar. What do you think, audience for the steal? That's right, is that right? It's true, are you a Frankie fan? A Frankie fan! So Frankie, he kind of looks like a French Elliot Smith, like kind of a dark guy. He looks like someone who wishes his son loved rock music. And okay. check out Frankie. Is, this, is he have a way to put that? What were you asking Andy? Does he have a last name or is he just Frank? Just Frankie. Okay, like cool. Madonna. All right, mm. cool. Okay, so. Uh, maybe this next one I'll let other people guess before I reveal the answer, too. Uh, I think either way, <laughs> one bro. Either way, it's underwhelming. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. okay, so next, is this a font or JFL artist? Manolette. Font. Anyone else? JFL. Okay, it's really okay. going to be too hard. <laughs> anyone else. What? Anyone else. Anyone else. <laughs> it really is a two-person <laughs> race now. <laughs> Competing for a leather Hilton Doubletree coaster. It is a font. You're it's right. We got we got we got some tight heads in the crowd. No you look so disappointed. Okay. Okay. There's what about? Um, forget that the prize you're winning is complicity in a crime. <laughs> okay. What about Pentelis? Pentelis. We Pentelis. two people in the audience. We need one font. We need one JFL artist. JFL. Who said JFL over here? Okay, we got a JFL over here. Who's the font? My man, sorry. It is, it is a JFL artist. Whoa! Oh, wait, bonus points to win a Tazo tea bag in addition to your J uh, Hilton Doubletree coaster. Uh, what is this JFL artist? Uh, what's what's their style? What do they do? What's they have gonna read when he reads his description? Good ballpark. Is it like French Penn and Teller? Oh, I don't. Wow. I don't even know if it's French, but his bio says. Offensively hilarious. Oh, oh close very enough. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> it's not close. It's offensive if you don't like magic. There we go. All right. All right. Um, what about sex illegal? Sex? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that. JFL for Honestly, you're the last woman up front. I love you, by the way. You're, <laughs> you're really sticking this out, and I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, JFL artist, who says font? 
Fun. Oh, yeah, she knows how to get a second coaster. Really? The font sex illegal. Not <laughs> <laughs> this one was. Oh. That's uh, we'll need a fact check on that. <laughs> but it is a JFL artist. Check out their new show, 361 Degrees. What does that mean? What? It's just a little bit more than a full circle. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I thought it was a temperature. It's someone okay. spinning plus a bit. All right. All right. Yay! Yay! All right, and final tiebreaker. I have not been keeping score. <laughs> I don't even think anyone's been playing. And this is to win a stack of cups. <laughs> don't give away the whole stack. If anyone yeah. is so thirsty. And then let your conscience guide you to what you do with them. <laughs> okay, what about papyrus? Ooh. Oh. We got a lot of people saying font. JFL. JFL. What's the JFL artist papyrus do? Oh, sit down. That is very close. It uh, it is kind of both actually. It is a font, but I was referring to the French Canadian busking act, who you might see on the street, who dresses like an ancient Egyptian, <laughs> and that is comedy. Wow. Technically, that is comedy. So another uh, fun game. We all agree that was fun. <laughs> all right. I all know right. it's only like paper cups, but if you call something a prize, people get a bit excited to get it. <laughs> yeah, wow. so you guys can throw that out for us later. <laughs> and wow. that is the game. Right. Another hit game in the bag. This has been so nice. We've only walked six audience members and one guest. <laughs> Zippy Lemieux, do you want, are there any shows you want people to see while they're here, perhaps? Perhaps uh, from some local Vancouver comedian named Sophie Buttle, if I had to pick a name off the top of my head? Uh, Is she performing anywhere? Yeah, but I would skip her. She, she's all boobs, no brains. <laughs> what a, wow. what a mean characterization. <laughs> what about you guys? You got any shows you want people to see? I'm a big fan of Dave Merhej. Oh, yeah. He's super yeah, he's funny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, do I don't know when he's playing, but he's good. Check out Dave Merhead. Check him out on the, the ethnic show last night. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, come to Andy's sketch show last night if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Find a time machine and decide to use it for a very dumb reason. <laughs> I did. I won. It was good. Nice. Oh, thank you. Well, you guys have been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. If you didn't get a tasso tea bag <laughs> or a leather coaster or a cup. Or water. Or water. Hit us. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. From audience Andy, that's amazing. He's no étranger to the game of baseball. <laughs> if he was real Andy, he would not have caught that water bottle. I was 100%. hoping which audience member I thought could catch one. It's also a good throw from the woman in the Mariners jersey. I don't even know what sport this is. Well, it's baseball. <laughs> I made it pretty obvious. <laughs> okay, listen, we've had a lovely time. Please stick around for more of such things. Check your comedy pro for other things. And I think if you scoot over to one of the other rooms, you can see Mark Forward absolutely ripping on the Canadian industry for the next half hour. Woo! It's going to be a treat. Thank you for being here. Have a great night, everyone.